Hey ProducerCast family, welcome to episode 100 of ProducerCast, where we turn producers into pros. It's super exciting to be here with you today at episode 100. I want to thank everyone who's helped us get this far to episode 100 today. And we have something really awesome for you coming up in just a second, which is an interview with Sensei on the beat. But here's to hundreds more episodes, and thank you for listening. So we're going to jump right into the interview now. So we've got Sensei on the beat here today, a famous loop maker, awesome producer. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, doing good. Glad to be here on Producer Collect. I'm oh, sorry. I'm very, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, I'm a very nervous person, a very shy person. That's why I really don't post on social media, but I'm here. So thank you for having me. It's totally good. It's an honor to have you. So, uh, so I guess we should just jump right in here. So can you tell us how you got started producing? Um, well, I'll give you a little background. Uh, I actually started being in bands since I was like five, six years old. I actually played four instruments. I played keys. I played baritone, tuba, trombone. So I started from that and then I carried on to college where I got a degree in, well, a minor degree in music education and my background is software engineering. But I started getting into production when I seen a friend of mine that he was telling me, oh, you have a background music. Why don't you try making beats? It was like four years ago. And I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Cause I tried in college. I was trying to make like EDM stuff and it was just, I was just not feeling it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try. So I started looking up like YouTube videos and literally I, my first producer that I actually looked up was Pierre Bourne. And that's when I was like, you know what? I like his style. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna try doing it. So I started just working on it. And I'll tell you this, my first year, I made trash beats. I'm not gonna lie. 2016, like I looked at the draft folder, trash. But I, I started evolving. I started just researching and learning. And I actually went to a studio in Miami and I met up with uh, at the Hit Factory and I started listening to like these producers making beats and they gave me some tips. And that's where I started to see my le- my production level to go up and up. And that's how I'm here today. <laughs> super awesome. And the Hit Factory, that's like a, a super legendary studio. I've been around for, for decades down in Miami. Yeah. What yeah. Was- um, the crazy thing is, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people don't know like my family background. Uh, my grand uncle is actually Uncle Luke. <laughs> I swear to God. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how I was able to get into those avenues and stuff like that. So <laughs> very cool, very cool. But and, uh... I try not to lean on my family too much. I did this. I, I tell you this. I did this on my own. Like. Like, you know, that day was just a random day that we all went out there to Miami. But honestly, I did mostly everything on my own. All the connections I got was through sheer hard work and not leaning towards my family background. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I see that the way you, you pour into the community on social media and really mm-hmm. you know, supporting people at all levels is really awesome to see. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so... Say like you you were saying that you, you really built up a lot of these connections on your own. What what is it? Has it been kind of the process of really getting to the point where like you have placements now? You have a very uh, large amount of people using your loops every day and uh, just um, kind of growing into that. Well, I started focusing because back then. I, like you know, I was very I was very alone. Like I felt like I didn't have really anybody to lean on. 
So what I started doing was I just start when I first started off was DM me people on Instagram. And I was always I was kind of spammy a little bit, but then I started noticing when I started like actually genuinely talking to people, like that's how you really get connection because people at the end of the day, we're all humans. And we all want, you know, that social interaction that you feel like, oh, this person actually cares about me. And I do. And I care about the producer community so much. And that's why I always like show that when I talk to people, I'm like, hey, what can I do to help you out? What do you want? I always ask a question like that. Like, what do you like? What do you dislike? And that's how I work around it. That's how we build a relationship and stuff like that. And that's how literally a lot of times I got my placements and talking to artists and stuff was just because I just like, I actually was just friendly and I actually be like, hey, how are you doing? Things like that. So I'd just be like, hey, look at my beats. People don't want to, people are tired of seeing links. Like, um, to be honest, I get thousands of emails saying, oh, can check out my beats. It's more, if you, uh, the person that, sh- when I look through my emails, when I see somebody be like, hey, how you doing? Um, I always like your work and things like that. I like that better. It makes me be like, you know what? I'm going to check this person out more versus the person that just be like, hey, here's my beats. Go check them out. Like, I'm just, that's a gem right there. If you really want to get big into the industry, actually make genuine, genuine relationships and connections like that. Actually be like, ask the person, how you doing? Like, instead of before, before anything, just send them a message and say, hey, I promise you, you'll get into the door. That's how I met on um, YBN Martyr. Like literally just for me, just saying, hey, how you doing? Um, I, I, Cause I listened to one of his songs and I was like, I really like this song. And he was like, oh, you really like, what's this song? I'll show you. Like, and that's how literally, that's how I literally got a connection. I got two placements with him that's gonna drop pretty soon. And just because all I said was, cause I, I seen his playlist and I was like, I liked it. Uh, it was uh, Ease Off. And literally, that song, I really like it. It's in my playlist. And literally, I told him, I really like your song. He's like, oh, I fuck with you. And then he checked out my beats, and that's how it works. Like, <laughs> That's super cool. It, it really is kind of a, a much more genuine, like, you know, building connections approach versus just trying to, like, sell something, which there's a lot exactly. of in music. <laughs> if you think about it, if you really want to sell your beats, Act like a car salesman. A car salesman doesn't just come up to you and be like, hey, buy this car. He'd be like, hey, how you doing today? What are you interested in? And then he works from there. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, you, you talked about your, your placement with YBM Martyr. You've also got uh, uh, quite a few placements out there. What, what, what have been some of your favorite records to work on? I would say the one with Glock 9. That was literally a that was the most randomest one I ever like made because that beat was very trash. Like the crazy thing is, it's like if like it's I I don't even have it anymore. That's the crazy part about it. And it was the um it's called Ricky Flowers by I Got Nine. And basically somebody was like, Hey, I heard your tag. Like one of my friends of mine, I was like, What do you mean you heard my tag? He's like, Yeah, check this song out. And it was my tag. And then he would say, since they're on the beat, he gonna chop it up, he's gonna cook it in the streets. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it was just like the most randomest thing I ever seen. I was like, okay, I'll take it. And the crazy thing is, and I actually got paid for it. Like I got 1200, which, hey, 
it's something, right? <laughs> but this was when I was first coming up, but I didn't really know much about like BMI and stuff like that. I probably could have got a lot more money and things like that. But that's right now, I'm really not really in for the money. I'm just trying to perfect my craft and the money will come later. You know, a lot of people are in this game for, you know, the business, the money. They want to be like out and party and everything. But you got to work on your craft first before you can even, even get into that venue. Because when you're in the room, when you're in that room with the studios and all that, like it, it will literally reflect on how you work and everything. By because people will ask you, "Hey, cook up something for me," and if you're stuttering, you slowing down, you 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 just like hesitating a little bit. They are gonna see that. They gonna be like, "Damn, he ain't got a good work ethic." That's why you gotta build. Like I said, you want to you want to party. You gotta work hard. You gotta build that resume. You gotta build the connects and stuff like that. So, but I will say this. A lot of times, because here's what happened. I'll tell you a story. I tried talking to internet money like a long time ago. And basically Taz told me, oh, you're you're decent, but like you ain't got the resume. And that was in 2017. And now, since I got the resume now, now me and Taz been like, you know, talking and everything and seeing what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> so. For sure. And I, I've seen you uh, cooking up a lot of beats with the Cody too. Yeah, uh, he actually follows me now and everything. He talks to me, just gives me advice and stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to, like, they see, like, I tell people this. People are, there's eyes out there always looking for talent. That's why you always got to keep posting. You got to keep dropping things, keep dropping either. If you're good, if you make good drums, just, um, you know, just keep working on as many collabs. Try to find some loops on, like, that are free and just work on them, work on them. If you really want to collab with Rick, collab with a, your favorite producer try looking up their loops try finding them and make a pack and then try to just post it you know post on everywhere like twitter instagram youtube you know just keep posting everywhere and i promise you they'll see it especially they'll be like who is this cat that's always using my loops you really want to work with a producer that's another gym you gotta you gotta you know put in that work i'm telling you like it's all about like and especially being a producer like you gotta have like at least like even my brother told me like you gotta have at least 500 to a thousand beats underneath you before you can even like think about like being a big time producer <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's great advice and uh i i definitely i definitely do see you really putting that work all, all over the place you know you're like putting out a new loop kit constantly and it's just like so many loops uh <laughs> yeah tons of beats and then the the twitch streams are, are really awesome too how, how do you feel like uh twitch has contributed to well, what you're building uh i haven't really streamed in a while but i did notice when i was streaming like i did have people that really actually follow me like that actually really cared about my craft and i i shouldn't I'm going to start venturing on to Twitch and things like that, like streaming more. I just been focusing on like building um like connections at the moment, especially because like I, I just uh, recently joined a group like uh, Pirates Beat Mafia, which is like under Pirates. So I've been like focused on like just building, like getting these placements out and stuff like that. So, but you know, once I like settle down, I already told myself in November, I would start streaming more and actually putting my face out there because a lot of times you really put your face out there and actually show that you're human instead of just being behind, <laughs> behind the computer screen is making beats all day. Like people actually genuinely will follow you more because they actually see a face. Like, so that's what I'm gonna start doing pretty soon. But I will say Twitch is blowing up. I see a lot of mainstream producers are now jumping on Twitch. So you better jump on that wave now because Twitch has been like, they actually been having a lot of tools to help producers grow. 
like the algorithm is actually very good for producers. So I will say this, jump on Twitch if you got to, because when that wave's coming, you know, you don't want to get left behind. <laughs> so Twitch is really popping now. It's popping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that a lot of that started with internet money. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Nicky, uh, streams. He, he's huge on Twitch. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, true. TM88 just got on Twitch and he he got like a thousand, oh, like a like a thousand in one day, you know, like just being just going on Twitch. So I'm just like, it's there. The market is there, you know. You just gotta just have a good personality and just actually connect with the people. And you, you trust me, people will see that and they'll be like, you know what? I'm a I'm a follow this person just because I like his personality. Even though even though you probably not even have the best beats, you know, <laughs> they'll just follow you for the personality. So, absolutely, it, it definitely is true. It's uh, music production is like part of the craft and it's part of the the connections and and just getting out there. Yeah, that's true. I will say, um, like a tip that could help uh, people that want to be in Twitch. I would say try to have like get your banners and stuff like that and like actually work on like what is your what would people see you like because you're a brand so you want to actually get your kind of like your style down and then have like your own avenue like me I'm sensing a beat so I always try to use a lot of Japanese anime sounds in my production that that's kind of like different for other people. And I actually like, you know, I wear anime stuff. Like I'm wearing Naruto right now, like things like that. Like, I feel like if you have like a certain, like, oh, I see that. That's what we're talking about right there. That's what I'm saying. Like you, like people, that's what I'm saying. People will follow you. People will really vibe with you if you have that personality. Nobody just don't want like somebody just, just not talking in the camera, just making, I mean, yeah, they could be a good beat maker, but a lot of, you see on YouTube, most of the people on YouTube, they got big because they had a personality. You know, they're funny or they're charismatic. You know, they have like, you know, they like anime. So they like during their stream, they're like, hey, do anybody watch that episode, you know, of Black Clover, you know, things like that. And people are like, and they, that's how you get connections because people go type in the chat like, oh, I watched this and that. And you have a whole conversation while making loops. And you, you actually will start to enjoy it more. You start enjoying like producing, pr production more when you see other people enjoy it with you, so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so on that topic, you know, Naruto, obviously, what, what, what other yeah. enemies do you love? Oh, and oh, bro, I got like a whole list. Like, god damn, you can't even, you can't even spring out, but I have a top five, I, I can name my top five. Like, Naruto, obviously, that's like one of the first ones I actually really got into. Um, another one is No Game, No Life. Like, a lot of people don't know that one, but I, I read the the it's called the light novel of it, and it's it's a really good, it's really good, it's a really good story. Um, I would say, uh, Hunter X Hunter. That's a big, that's a big one of mine. Um, Doctor Stone has became one of my favorites because I read the manga of it, and it's actually really good too so far. And a fifth one, a fifth one, a fifth one. Uh, that's ooh, a fifth one. Mm, I would say, uh, damn, I don't know. If I, I just watch so much anime that I don't really have favorites, but well, I like One Piece so far. Like, I read the manga of One Piece too. So, 
That's a big. That's one of the big three. So I, I'll say One Piece. Yeah, it's been hard for me to dive into One Piece. This is another one of those thousand episodes. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, it takes forever. Like the thing is, I I got into back into One Piece like like literally a year ago during I mean like well actually no during quarantine, and like I just watched it. Like well, I started watching it, then I realized. It's going to take too long. So I started reading the manga just to catch up. And then I went back and watched it, you know, like the big fight scenes and stuff. So I could like see it because, you know, the manga is good, but it ain't like seeing the actual like the animation of them fighting and stuff. So, yeah, but I'll say this one piece. Is, it took me a while. It, like, you know, and I read fast, but like it took it took me all a whole two months to catch up. Like it's long. It's long. It's not 100 episodes. <laughs> So, wow, yeah, yeah, and you're you're the eighth Hokage. That that's the the social. Oh yeah, that was the best thing ever. I I love that eighth Hokage. Oh, I I know I took it I took it down, but yeah, that's what I had the first time the the eighth Hokage. But you know, I I feel like Boruto is gonna be the eighth Hokage. So true, true. Yeah, I lost Uh, my place. So how uh, has the anime influence uh, affected your sound and, and just kind of like the types of instruments you use or the way that you like in, in terms of theory, sounds? Um, actually, I actually did a lot of research on it because back then when I was in college, I, I used to, when I was in uh, the School of Music at FGCU, um, I used to play a lot of like, you know, like, like for Naruto, on sadness and sorrow you know I, I started learning to play that on the piano and then i started realizing what type of scale that they use and a lot of times they use like f minor or uh, they use d minor and they use e minor like those are like the main ones that they use and so that's why you know it's in my loop kits that's like the main like that's the main keys i actually use because they actually give a very um melodic but very dark feeling but the thing is with F minor, F minor is like kind of different from all the other keys just because it gives it a diminishing tone, which that means that um, it can it can be bright, but then it can be dark depending on the, the sound, which is it's crazy because I experimented with, with that. Like you can literally make F minor very like, like little Uzi, but then you can make it very dark like Southside. Like certain scales can't do that. Like D minor, like D minor is just dark no matter what like you can't really make it bright um i would say like c minor c minor is like the main like the main people that starts off with like they start off with that key c minor and like c minor is usually dark you can't really make it like bright but like f minor it could go both ways just depending on the sound and stuff like that so that's why i like using it because you could really do a lot of things with f minor so That's super interesting, and uh, definitely you, you put me on to starting to write in other scales just from from using your loops. Like you know, I, yeah. I never wrote in B minor until I started using your loops, and like oh. <laughs> I didn't realize how, how versatile B minor is as well. Oh yeah, B minor is another one too. It's crazy because the reason why I started using B minor lately was because Roddy Rich actually uses a lot of B minor. Maybe I, I like I said I research like you gotta do a lot of times you gotta do a lot of research on like the main top like 100 songs and see what keys they use. And then you'll see like, there's actually a pattern. And like I said, F minor is like one of the big, the big ones that people use. And I'll say this, internet money use a lot of F minor, <laughs> a lot of F minor. So <laughs> it's a very popular. 
Uh, what, what are some of your favorite like instruments or your NFL studio like generators to, to use? Oh, like VSTs? Yeah. Well, I used to, like when I first started, I was using a Nexus a lot. I did not have Omnisphere for a little bit. Like, yeah, I had Omnisphere, but I don't, like, I, I think like in 2018, I think my hard drive crashed and the, the files for Omnisphere was gone. Like when I tried, like when I brought it back to life, basically, like I could not find Omnisphere to save my life. Granted, it was cracked, but, and I could, and ever since then, I could never, I could not find Omnisphere. So I started using Expandy, High, Diva. I used those, those synthesizers. And yeah, mostly Expandy, Hive, Diva, and I actually have FL Studio open right now. So <laughs> yeah, and Electrax. That's like the main four that I actually use. But I've been using a little bit of this um, VST called Synth Master. And I somebody just put me on. Uh, they just put me on uh, One Shots, which honestly, if, if you really like, one shots are really helpful. I will say that. Like you can find some really interesting sounds like really quickly. Like if you want a guitar sound that is not like it don't feel like generated, like it don't feel like it's too digital. You can go on a one shot and a lot of times those those um those sounds are really good. So I would invest in going on to Reddit. Just go on uh, Reddit and you know, just look up one shots. You'll find plenty of things that you can use. So that's another thing. <laughs> very cool very cool i'm yeah. surprised the uh, soccer is not in that list oh it, bro okay i'm gonna tell you this i i actually purchased fl studio like before i had a crack i'm not gonna lie but i actually purchased it like um i purchased it in february like i bought it completely 400 like 400 something but for some reason it didn't come with morphine soccer and stuff like that you actually gotta pay to get that. So I was just over here like, I might as well use the crack version. <laughs> At least the crack version came with everything. That's all I was like. Uh, but I say, you know what? I'm gonna use what I got and just keep it going. But you know, that's gonna be on the list to buy the VSTs and I'm gonna get soccer back and morphine. Cause I actually like a lot of like, well, a lot of my best beats are have like morphine and soccer. So back in the day, like. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Sakura is one that that's also on my list. Yeah, it, it only comes in that like top FL Studio bundle and, and that thing's like 900 bucks. That's it's, it's rough. <laughs> um, you know, the, the most proudest day of my life was when I bought FL Studio. <laughs> I actually felt like I did something right. <laughs> I swear, I like when I bought it, I felt like I did. I felt like I did something. I was like, I actually, I actually made it <laughs> basically. Cause when you buy, like, I feel like we, like, when you actually buy the VSTs, you're just like, damn. I actually like, you know, you feel, you, you feel like you got it. Now you got, you got to make five beats a day because you bought it. So you like, you better, you gotta get your money's worth back. Yeah, granted, I made the money back already. <laughs> hey, hey, it's awesome, it's awesome. So, uh, where do you see yourself going next in terms of? building out your, your brand of Sensei and continuing to uh, just expand what you're doing? Um, The next thing I'm actually looking forward to, I'm actually trying, I, I was telling people in the community that I actually want to be an A&R, like for producers. 
Like that's my because I actually I for some reason I like helping like other producers. And I also I was like, you know what, I want to be an AR. And I feel like I can I see so much talent, you know, but they just don't have the marketing skills or the connections. So if I could utilize my connections and stuff like that, I could help build their brand and basically like like it's like taking an artist and like building them up, like taking a team of producers and building them up and actually make a run and just like make a run at it. Basically kind of like internet money, but more like like placing like the producers into those type of groups like internet money or cash god um, mafia or like 808 mafia stuff like that you know i'm the one that's like basically like getting them to the nfl combine and getting them to the pros basically i'll be like that bridge based like a management group so that's like that's how i want to see myself yeah i still gonna make beats and stuff like that but i'm thinking of an aspect of a like you know having that as a background so that's very cool that's very cool uh, company like that <laughs> absolutely um how would you like define what what an a and r is what what an a and r does and like how, how somebody would get into that um well like well a and r is basically like artists and um, like research and stuff like that so basically it's like developing um artists from the you know from like the underground and basically turning to mainstream by like you know just taking them to the booth and helping them get with the right camp like songwriters and getting them with the right team of producers and engineers and basically building up that way basically that's what a and r used to be now a lot of a and r's they basically try to find uh like the artists with the most clout which is pretty sad to say how music has became more clout-based versus the actual talent. But for producers, we don't have that luxury of having clout. Yeah, a lot of producers do have a lot of clout, but they do they they know what they're doing in terms of actually like making beats. Like a lot of these industry producers, they actually are good at making beats. It's not like they just woke up one day like you know I just they got they went viral off one beat. No. They're actually very good like so that's the reason why like with producers you can actually like take like let's say a producer that has like he's very good at melodies and stuff like that and he's he can actually be an actual like mainstream producer he's, he has to work on like sound like sound design or like working on like how to place his drums and like being able to work faster you know you could develop that you can teach a person to get better at those things to where, but sometimes like being able to make, just create different types of drums or different types of melodies, you can't really teach that. A lot of people, a lot of people just don't have that like intuition of trying new things or like basically engineering a new wave or sound. Or some people have their certain styles that could be mainstream, but they're just, they don't have that connection to get it to the right person. So that's why I'll, I'll be there to find those people that have those weird, unique sounds and basically carve a lane and placing them with the right artists and the right team to where they can make hits and basically start a whole different either genre or new or a new wave and stuff like that. So that's basically how I was playing AR. But it'll probably be it'll probably have to be changed to a PNR. PNR because you know it's producers, you know, not just an artist. So it's gonna be like a PNR. <laughs> I should even I should trademark that. <laughs> true, true. Uh, that, that's awesome. It's refreshing to hear someone make it about sound again because that's like really 
Wait, you're right. That is what it used to be. Like back when it was like the labels, it was like they, they were like yeah. listening to the sound before the record released, and now it's like A&R's in my inbox trying to sell me something or like... exactly. <laughs> A&R trying to get it back too, <laughs> basically. So that's all. That's the one theme nowadays. Like labels, all they see is dollar signs, but they don't actually see the actual the music. A lot of CEOs don't even have a musical background, so that's the sad part about it. So my goal is my big, big, biggest goal is to have a producer label and maybe even have a music label where it's all about the talent. It's not just based on revenue and stuff like that. So, so, and also another thing is like a lot of times, a lot of producers, you know, they have the potential to like want, they can basically sell, you know, lubes, drum kits and stuff like that. But I want to teach um, um, producers that that's not that could not be the only avenue that you can do. You can learn how to DJ. You can learn how to like. You can learn like like EDM. Imagine we could take EDM and apply that to producers so they can actually basically like like perform shows, you know, with their beats and basically find um, maybe like singers that can do acapellas and stuff like that. And they basically own the rights to the song instead of versus the artist owning the rights, you know, we can basically reverse that so that producers can actually be the artists and they can actually go, they actually can sell their own shows like trap producer, you know, you know, EDM, they do, you know, they, they do that on their own. But imagine me and a trap producer that can actually sell their own shows. Like Murder Beats has been doing that. Like he's been DJing and actually like all the songs that he made, he basically makes a playlist and he basically like goes out there and have his own show. But I mean, a lot of producers can do that, you know? So that's what, that's the main thing. Another thing I want to do as well. Like I have all these big plans and stuff like that. So, <laughs> and I feel like it's, and the crazy thing is it's all for a community. It's not even just to benefit me. It's just for me to leave my mark as, at least I helped the producer community better than what it was before, so. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. Uh, yeah. I, know, I know you got a lot of passion and, and a lot of drive to to really improve the producer community and uh, really bring a, a lot of value to people. And, and I see it every day. And, and just the, the way you move via social media, just like kind of not caring about the clout the same way, but really just caring about the the sound. Yep, exactly. So, uh, I, oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, like, a lot of things I just, I do it for free. Like, I always, like, I if I ask for a donation, it's mostly for a good cause. Like, I'm about to drop a loop hat because uh, one of my uncles actually passed away. So, you know, instead of just, like, I'm just going to drop a loop pack and I'm like, hey, if you want to donate, you can. But if not, it's okay. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I do it, like, not selling it, per se. Like, even the last loop pack, I, like, I, I was going to sell it, but then I dropped it down anyway just because I was just like, you know what? I, I'm just, I care about the community so much and I want people to have a chance to make it. So I just like, here you go, guys. Go, go crazy. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> so. That, that's love for the community, bro. Um, yeah. I, I uh, want to ask, because you, you brought this up a while ago, like saying that one of the biggest wins for you was, was buying FL Studio. Uh, or like kind of, I'm curious, like what, what are some of the other really big wins that you've had as a producer and some of the more challenging moments as well? Um, I would say like the, one of the biggest wins I ever had was I actually upgraded like my studio. Like I used to, like I said, I have a picture of before of like, I never had like an interface or anything like that. I had like very cheap headphones. 
Like, and that's all I did was use for. But now I got, I got, I got AS sevens. I mean, they're AS sevens. Yeah, they're like the big Yamaha speakers. Like, I, I got mini, I got mini keyboards all around the computer. Like, I got a brand new interface and stuff like that. Like, I actually upgraded everything, and I feel, I feel so proud because now I actually have the tools to be able to make. And I noticed that my production has got even better because I can hear like some of the sounds that you know I couldn't before and I'm proud of that and then now that I'm I'm I might be getting signed soon and you know I found a group a team of with Pyrex that is helping me grow and stuff like that I'm learning so much from there um like I'm getting like placements like here and there I'm just waiting for the songs to drop like I got one with Adam Killer coming up pretty soon um um and he said that he probably and the thing is he might actually probably get Uzi on it. So that's like could be a big win too. Like it's just like these little things like are just coming. And I, a lot of people ask me, oh, when my placement coming, I'm like, yeah, you know, a lot like I have a couple artists that are gonna drop these songs, but you know, you just gotta be patient, you know. That's the main thing about it is being patient because in, in this game. Like artists, they make so much songs and sometimes they don't drop it. You know what I mean? They may not like it. So all you have is a snippet. So I always tell you this, just be patient. Your time is coming. And once you get that big placement, just keep going. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. When I got that Glock 9 placement, I stopped. I, something happened to me in, in the past and I stopped for about 10 months. And within that 10 months, like, I lost a lot of momentum. I had a basically had to start over. Like I deleted the like my Instagram and stuff like that. It had like six K followers. Like and like I just I start I had to start from scratch. And look, I still build it up in two years. I built it up to where I'm at now. So I'll always say this: just keep going. You just grind through it. Even if you have a lot of adversity, a lot of hard challenges that face you. You will. You gotta keep going. Make a beat every day, and it'll it'll build up. So. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, I definitely uh, agree with what you're saying about momentum and uh, also yeah. in investing. I mean, you're talking about both investing time and money into your yeah. craft, and th that's 100% the, the the big key here. And you know, like I I think uh, you were talking about um, you know like the the really big producers out there today. They're they're really like actually good, really good at making beats, and yeah, um, it, it's. Uh, something that really does take a lot of time and, and effort. Like even, I mean, you've been making beats for four years and like some people have been making yeah. beats longer than that and haven't had as much progress, but you had a music education minor before that, you know, you, yeah. you had experience with studios and had been building the connections, mm -hmm. like all, all that really makes a, a huge difference. If you had to say there's like any one thing that contributed to your growth as a producer, what more than anything else, what would it be? Uh. There was one YouTube video, I kid you not. There was a video that literally like showed like how to really structure like the four placements um, and learn how to like mix the samples. It, it basically taught me how to um, like really, cause I knew, like I said, I knew music theory, but I could not place, like for some reason I could not connect it towards actually trap beats. But then once I found that video of how to like basically like take the melodies and take like literally like three notes and make a melody with it, it literally changed how I look at melodies. And that's how and I, I would say that was the, that was the basic like the turn 
the, like the turnabout that basically it started going up from there once i learned how once i figure out the patterns and because like literally i tell people all the time music's like patterns once you just find out that pattern and that you enjoy you just basically tweak the pattern and you make your own style with it and that's literally i found that that youtube video literally changed i wish i knew the video of it it was like a long time ago but once i seen that video and it literally it literally changed my life i think i think it was the internet money video too that's the crazy part I think it was an internet money video. And literally, I, I swear to God, that literally changed everything. And that's when my, I noticed my sound production has gotten fuku. It's, 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 it's ridiculous now. Like, I just made a loop right now, and it was just like using that technique. And it, I honestly say, it was like, it's a really good loop. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh... Yeah, I think there is always kind of that like catalyst that that can really yeah. spark a, a huge improvement in the, the quality. Like for, for me, it was gain staging really changed. Oh everything. yeah, <laughs> it's crazy because I feel like I always had the mixing part down. It was just that I just had to figure out the like how the like it was more it's more creating bounce in my melodies, and that's why I noticed I was not I was not creating I was not creating enough bounce. For certain certain beats like you know certain beats don't need bounces more melodic but like for like you know like if you want to make a club banger you need a lot of bounce and once i figured out that how to make bounce it was like it literally changed everything <laughs> so i'll say i'll say is use the halftime step <laughs> if you for all the producers out there use halftime step it'll change it'll help it'll help you make better melodies <laughs> And uh, that, that, that's a good, that's a good piece of advice. I, I'm curious, like when you, when you say adding bounce, is that like in the, the composition, like the way that you're kind of jumping between intervals? Um, basically it, with melodies, like I would say if you could hum it, like you can, you can it, like that's how I like, like, so like if you have like, let's say you have a chord progression and you're just like, uh, 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 uh. But you want to, like, you want to make it bounce like uh, da, 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 da. like actually make syncopation. It's called syncopation, and basically you're making bounce within the melody like da 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 da. da. Like if you, if you just hum it and be like make the bounce, then you could be like okay, because a lot of people they click in the melody. So if you just if you can like actually like make if you can hum the melody and stuff like that then you could be like okay i'm gonna try this and then you like you start filling in because with like let's say you take a chord progression you want to like every bar every on quarter note you want to in the middle you want to add a note right there and it'll basically create a syncopation note and it'll, be, it'll basically create bounce it's let's face syncopation means um making a beat i mean making i'm making a note off beat and basically, when you make a note off beat, you kind of you're just kind of making like uh, you're, sorry, you're making you're making it you're making bounce. So that's how like like not like off beat like off the beat, but it's hard to explain without showing it. If I if I could show you, I would like basically like you're basically if you look up syncopation, you understand. <laughs> just look up syncopation, and your melodies will get better. Absolutely. And it's one of those things that is definitely hard to explain. It's uh, you're a keys player. So, you know, it's like you pick a lot of that stuff up just after playing keys. Like, you know what stuff is going to yeah. sound like before you click it in. But like when you first start out, it can be intimidating for sure. 
Yeah, I have a very, I have a music theory background. So like all those terms I use, like, like it, it helps. Trust me. A lot of people say you don't need music theory, but you should have a little bit. If you just understand, like, like know how to read notes and know how to use, like how classical music utilizes like keys and stuff like that, you'll have, you'll be a lot better off than a lot of people. Definitely. The more music theory, the better, really. Yeah. It's, it's just or at least, of- le- at least say, learn a key, learn your favorite key and learn all the notes of your favorite key so that you don't have to like go back to it. I promise you. If you can learn if you can learn if you can learn the core progressions of your favorite key you'll, you'll be a, you'll be further than a lot of people <laughs> my, my first two or three years making beats uh, i'm pretty sure i only wrote an a minor and c minor <laughs> uh, <laughs> well a minor is all white keys so you're good <laughs> can't mess up <laughs> Well, uh, since I can't possibly thank you enough for being here today and uh, just adding so much value to the community here and, and sharing with us and uh, sharing sharing your growth experiences, it really means a lot to me and, and I know it means a lot to everybody listening. Is there any yeah. final bit of uh, advice or encouragement you'd like to give to the people listening today? Um, I actually, get, I'll give out of one a placement, Jim. Um, another thing for placements if you really want to like get another placement, I will say uh, when when you're making beats, please keep, um, I only have like, I'll say three to five sounds and always, always go with, if you notice there's a favorite, you have a favorite sound, just use your favorite sounds and just basically just level your, please level your loops. Like I promise you, like if you just keep it very simple, you'll get more, you get a lot more placements and stuff like that. And plus, I would say if, if another thing, another thing is work with artists that are barely coming up. Try to get as many songs underneath your belt. So try to look for artists that are just coming into the game. Don't look for that big placement. Just work with artists that are like maybe in your city or something like that. Just do your research. Go on Instagram. Go on Twitter, and just look up or SoundCloud. Even like go on SoundCloud and just look up, and you can type in one K into SoundCloud, and it will show like the people who are all that are under one K followers, and just follow them, like message them, be like, hey, um, how you doing today? I heard you. and listen. I actually listen to their music, and then message them, be like, I like the song. Uh, what can I do to help you? And literally, you'll get a lot more emails. And you'll be able to send out your beats like that. And basically you could build a connection like that. You get your first placement. Because a lot of times, a lot of artists, they want to hear what you made before. And then they could be like, they can fit it towards their sound instead of just seeing the beats. And because they probably get hundred beats a day, but you actually have songs underneath your belt and be like, you know, you have a YouTube channel that they ha- you have your songs underneath it. They could be they can listen to your song and be like, oh, you got some fire in here. And then he actually he has a good worth that they, then they'll work the bigger bigger artists who actually want to work with you. So that's another gem. Look for SoundCloud, go on Spotify, look like you know, look for the look for the locals, look for the people that are coming up because one of those kids could or one of the one of those artists could be the next one up and you don't even know it. And you just work, you know, work with as many people as you can. And you'll be able to get a lot further into the industry. Absolutely, that's that's really is a incredible placement, gem. It's 
very practical and, and realistic. I think like it's easy to kind of get in like the mindset of like I need to get that huge placement, but like really every yeah. every placement is important. Every song is important. Really, every exactly. Is important. Uh, so. Thank you so much for. Plus you want. Here. I know. I was gonna oh, say. Okay, plus you want. No, I was like. <laughs> plus you want your beat her may. I mean. What what better way to get to be heard from a person that you know that will actually work with you? Why would you want to work with somebody that doesn't want to work with you? Work with people that will actually want to work, you know. So that's, that's big facts. <laughs> big facts. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey yo, thank you for listening to this episode of Producer Cast. We got a lot more coming up, so stay tuned and yeah, that, that was awesome, right? Thank you to Sensei on the Beat. Shout out Sensei on the Beat. Go follow Sensei on the Beat at Sensei on the Beat. And uh, stay tuned for what's coming next from Sensei on the Beat. And stay tuned for what's coming next from Producer Cast. God bless. I'll hear you next time.